Today is our last sermon on this series of prayer. And I'm so excited that I get to bring this word to you today because I really feel that God has placed something on my heart to bring to you and that it's important. He has an important word for his church in this time. And my prayer this morning is that we will open our hearts to receive the word that God has for us today. God is calling us to go deeper in our prayer life. God is calling us to go stronger and bolder. He is calling us to rise. It is time for his church to rise up. Now is the time. So my first point in this sermon today is we need to pray earnestly. I'm sure we've probably done this scripture a couple of times during this series, but I think God's trying to get a point across. So let's turn to James chapter 5, verse 16. I love it when God repeats the things that he is wanting us to hear because it's confirmation that this is what he is trying to get across to us. So I want to read to you today, James chapter 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So I thought it would be good to actually look at this word earnest. What does it mean? What kind of prayer produces wonderful results and has great power? What is earnest? Being earnest means to show sincere and intense conviction. Sincere and intense conviction. That is how God is calling us to pray. That is what he wants from us. He wants us to come before him with sincerity and intense conviction. To be serious and determined in our prayers. And I know that we've preached this before here, but it's enough of the wishy-washy prayers. It's enough. God is calling us to grow up, to go deeper, to go bigger, to go bolder and to be earnest in our prayer time with him. He wants our words to him not to be just whatever. He wants it to be heartfelt. He wants it to be in faith. Now, I'm not saying you need to be like, screaming every time you're praying, it needs to be sincere. So what does this actually look like, this prayer of being earnest, sincere, of faith, of boldness? What does that look like? Because it's one thing for me to say, this is what you need to do, but you need to know how to do it. So I've got a couple of examples because... Honestly, this is what God has been speaking to me lately, that I need to go deeper, 
that I need to be more um, earnest in my prayer, that I need to quit the wishy-washy. I'm guilty, okay? God has been working on this with me for a few months and I have noticed my prayer life change completely. And the beginning of this month, uh, we had a prayer time during the worship. Pastor Sharon led us in some prayer and I felt the Holy Spirit on me so strongly. People here probably have noticed that whenever the Holy Spirit's on me, I get the shakes. So that's kind of like, okay, God, what are you doing? <laughs> and, but this time, it was more than that. My knees were starting to buckle. And I usually only feel that if somebody is actually praying for me. But in this atmosphere, in this church, in prayer, my knees were starting to buckle. And I had no choice but to kneel down. So I knelt down before my God and I prayed for my son, Jacob. Jacob just turned three. It's not been formally diagnosed, but he has autism and developmental delays. And I prayed for his healing and I prayed earnestly. And God spoke to me and he said, I have granted your request and watch what I do with him over the next year. So that was an earnest prayer that produced wonderful results. And I am speaking that word out to you now and also to people that I meet. I'm telling them of what God said to me because that is where my faith comes in. Because if you look at Jacob right now, you wouldn't think that he's been healed. But I know that he has been healed. God has said it to me and his word is true and I can trust in that. So I'm telling people now so that in one year's time, the glory goes to God. You know, I had some Christians in my family try and tell me that I shouldn't pray for healing for Jacob because that is how he's been creative, created. That's how he's wired. And God can really use people with autism because they can do things that people without autism can't. Okay, that took me a bit aback. And I, I went away and I thought about that. And I'm like, autism is called autism spectrum disorder. My God is not a God of disorder. And so I just spoke that. I just cancelled that. I'm like, no, I am praying for my son because God is a God who heals and he is not a God of disorder. He did not create Jacob to be that way. And I don't accept that. So again, that's where being earnest and sincere in your faith comes in. Because I don't look to what other people are saying. I look to what God is saying. That's what we need to do, church. Because when we focus on God, the wrong words disappear. And the right words come. Another example is a few months ago, God spoke to me and he said that he wanted me to pray in the Adelaide University on my lunch breaks at work. I work in the city and not far from the uni. So that's what I've been doing. And it's been earnest prayers. It's, um, yes, definitely been a shift in the authority in my prayers 
And through doing that in the, um, in the university, God spoke to me this week because I was praying for revival. And he told me that there's going to be a church on that campus. And I got excited. I'm like, God speaks when we seek him, when we do it earnestly, sincerely. He moves, he speaks. And then on Friday last week, we went to an event put on by Enid Lyons List, which is a group that are pro-life and against abortion and trying to encourage women in leadership who have those similar views. It was an amazing event and I spoke afterwards to one of the um, people leading it called Joanna and um, I told her how God had been calling me to pray in the university and I'm feeling a shift in the atmosphere there. And she confirmed with me, she said, wow, over the last couple of months, some of my students have been finding my videos online and they have changed from being extremely pro-choice to either being against abortion to birth or against abortion completely. God is moving. When we pray earnestly, God moves. So I want to go back to James chapter 5 and I want to go a little bit further to the next couple of verses as well. So we're going to read James chapter 5 verses 16 to 18. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. I love that this scripture just gives us one example of the amazing works that Elijah did through prayer. And if you're like me, you think, wow, Elijah, incredible prophet of God. I named my first son Elijah because I look up to Elijah. I think he's incredible, amazing. This scripture shows us he is human just as we are. Like some people might think, oh, that's okay for you, Sharona, standing up here and saying you've got these answers for prayer. I'm saying it's for you too. I'm only human. There's nothing special about me. Well, I'm just a person. And God is calling each and every one of us to stand up, to rise, to proclaim his victory. What you have to say can be powerful. It really can. And I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that it's the pastor's job to pray. Sure, they should be doing that. But we, we think that we'll do our little prayers about our family and our circumstances. But those big, big prayers like the, the healings and the changing lives and um, the things that could chase, change the course of the world... We'll, we'll leave that to the pastors. I mean, that's their job. They're the spiritual people. It's their calling. God is saying enough. Enough of the excuses. Each one of us needs to take up our position, take our weapons and pray to see change in this world. He is calling each and every one of us. 
we need to come before him and seek his face in earnest prayer. So my next point is we need to pray with boldness. Hebrews chapter 4, 16. We're going to read next. So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. God wants us to come to him in boldness, to not be ashamed, to come in front of him with courage, with faith and with boldness. King David is another one I really look up to in the Bible and he is described as a man after God's own heart. He wrote a lot of the Psalms and the book of Psalms is a really good place to look at if you want to have examples of how we can communicate with God. Because you, if you read the words of the Psalms of David, they are raw, they are bold. And so I decided to do a little word search. I've really felt God um, speaking the word arise. And so I thought, I'm going to do a, a search for the word arise in the book of Psalms and see what comes up. And wait till you hear the boldness of these words that David sung and prayed and wrote. So I've got a few here. I, I didn't give them to Carly because I didn't want to overwhelm her with so many scriptures. So I'm just going to run through them quickly. We've got Psalm 3 verse 7. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Have you ever prayed that God would shatter someone's teeth? Like, <laughs> that is boldness right there. Psalm 7 verse 6. Arise, O Lord, in anger. Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. There's nothing wishy-washy here, is there? I like how he gets to the point. And there's a lot of exclamation marks in here too. <laughs> Psalm 10:12. Arise, O Lord, punish the wicked, O God. Do not ignore the helpless. You know, we can pray these prayers. Psalm 17:13. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. Psalm 94.2 Arise, O judge of the earth, give the proud what they deserve. And then I put this one in because I liked it. Psalm 73.20 When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. I loved that one. I'm just like, yeah, God, all these wicked schemes that they think are so intelligent that they've put so much into, just rise up and laugh at them because you are the powerful, mighty God. <laughs> their, their schemes mean nothing to God. He can wipe it out in a day. So these are the ways David would pray. And these are the ways I've been finding myself pray as I've been walking through the university. It's been interesting. I was almost a bit like, oh, can you, can you actually pray that? Like, 
I know, at one stage, I was praying and I'm like, God, I just pray that the deception will fall off of this place. I pray that anyone in here with evil intent will be crushed into tiny pieces. And then I was like, whoo, did that just come out of me? I'm like, is that all right, God? (laughs) But, you know, I read these things from King David and I I think it's okay. (laughs) So this is how we pray earnestly. We should be praying with confidence in our God because we know who he is. We know that he is victorious. We know that he is all-powerful. We know that no one can stand against him. So why would our prayers be wishy-washy? Because he is not wishy-washy. It's time for us to wake up. Many of us have been asleep and unaware of the war between good and evil that has been going on around us in this world. And, you know, I knew, I kind of knew, but it took a pandemic to wake me up. I'm guilty. I wasn't praying earnestly for that to change. I kind of accepted it that that's how the world was. Well, I'm not accepting it any longer. And God is asking you to wake up and not accept it any longer. He is calling you to arm yourselves and to be mighty warriors. And we do that on our knees before him in prayer. Because I believe we serve a God who can change these situations. I've seen by reading my Bible, his word, that I believe 100% in. He has done it before and he can do it again. He is the same God yesterday, today and forever. So we saw that he saved the Israelites out of Egypt. Now they had to go through some things. The world didn't look too good in Egypt at that time. There were frogs everywhere, then there were flies everywhere and then... There were many, many plagues and even to the point where the firstborn of all the firstborn male of every family and every animal died at the Passover. But God protected his people in the land of Goshen and God will protect you. If you are willing to stand up and fight, he will protect you because you are his child. You do not need to fear and in one day, God, sent, God rescued his people and he, sent, he destroyed all of Pharaoh's army in the sea. They didn't even have to fight with weapons. First of all, everybody gave them all their gold because they were scared of God. So they left with wealth. He parted the sea so they could walk through the sea on dry land and then In one day, in the blink of an eye, he destroyed a whole army. So you don't need to fear what could come at you as a result of praying and seeking God and believing that these things can change and speaking that these things can change. You don't need to fear. As faith rises, fear diminishes. So let's rise up in faith. Let's be bold. This is what God is calling us to do. Do you believe that your words have power? That what you speak has power? Proverbs 18 verse 21 
says, the tongue has the power of life and death. That is powerful. How did God create the entire world? It was with his voice. It was with his words. He said, let it be, and it was. Let there be light, and there was. God used his words to create. And Genesis 1 verse 27 tells us, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So if God created us in his own image and God's words have the power to create, then our words have the power to create. So we need to speak our words in faith, believing that they have power, that they have authority. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So like I said before, I am speaking out in faith in front of everybody here that my son is healed of autism. Even though people will say autism cannot be healed, my son is healed of autism. And I declare that in the name of Jesus. And I declare it in faith, even though it's not what people can see right now. I know that he is healed. So that is faith. So faith, when we pray, is believing the words we speak have power, have authority, and have effect. And then Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So earnest prayers are the prayers that please God. Faith, prayers of faith, please God. Because if you come before him, you need to be able to believe that he can do, that he is who he says he is, that he can do all things. So we need to speak words of faith. If we believe our words have power, we need to speak words of faith over our lives, over our families over our church, and over the world. If we believe that our words can impact what's going on in the world, then why wouldn't we speak them? Why wouldn't we declare that truth be spoken by our politicians? Command it. If you see a politician going up for live TV, just say, I command them to speak truth in the name of Jesus. Let's do it and believe that this can actually have an impact, especially if we are all doing it because God is raising up his army and we are a part of that. We need to have faith in God no matter what the circumstances look like. It doesn't matter what we see with our physical senses. That doesn't matter. It's what we believe and what we hear from God. The more we seek God, the more we will know his heart, 
the more we will see what he is actually doing in this time. Because let's, let's be honest, I don't know about you, but COVID took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it. I did feel that something was changing and something was about to happen. I, did, I was on maternity leave at the time and I kept having this sense that I need to enjoy this time while I can because something is happening. But I thought it was actually more to do with religious discrimination. I had no idea about a virus that was going to shut down the world. <laughs> so um, we need to listen and seek God so that we're not taken by surprise because there is more things that are going to come. There are more challenges that we're going to go through. But if we are earnestly and diligently seeking him, we know that his hand is moving in the midst of that. We know that he is working all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And we know that with our God, suddenly everything can change. All it takes is one day for Pharaoh. It was one day and everything was changed. They were in freedom. So God can do that again. When we speak in faith and boldness and come before God in earnest prayer, God gives us peace. The whole world could be going crazy, but you can have peace. doesn't matter what it looks like. God has it under control, and that's the peace that he gives his children. This is the place we need to be living in church, not just this morning as we're having this chat. Like, it's great, but we need to live in it. I need to live in it. It's about me as well. This is what we are called to do. We are called to rise. We are called to pray and earnestly seek God. And get excited. Get excited about what God is doing. All things are possible. I just want to pray right now. Lord God, I know this was a big word. But God, we thank you that you speak to your children. We thank you that you are calling us to rise up. That it's not about us, it's all about you, God. And that we can trust that you have everything in control, no matter what our senses and the news or the, anything tells us, we know that you are bigger than it all, Lord. And we want to come before you with boldness, with integrity, sincerity and earnesty, God. We love you. We are here to serve you to worship you no matter what that looks like. It's not about what's comfortable for us, God. It's about what you are calling us to do and what you are doing in this world right now. So we speak victory in the name of Jesus. We speak courage. We speak boldness. And we speak faith, that faith arises and fear no longer keeps us captive. Anyone who's experiencing fear, I declare that it comes off them now in the name of Jesus. Fear be gone because you are not of God. You are not welcome in this place and you must leave in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you that you are doing a new thing and that we get to be a part of it. And we are excited 
to see what you have for us. Amen. I just want to give anyone an opportunity at the moment who might not know this amazing God that we serve. I want to tell you that He loves you. He sees you right now. And He wants to speak to you. He wants you to know Him. Because you might have heard lots of different things about Him. But He wants you to know Him. Because He knows you. And He loves you. And He wants to have a relationship with you. So I'm just going to ask everyone to just close their eyes and bow their heads at the moment. Because I just want to give you a moment of privacy between you and God. And I want to ask if that's you today. If you want to say yes to God. Yes, I want to know you, God. I ask you just to raise your hand so I can see you because I want to pray for you. Who here will say yes to God today? Just pop up your hand now. Thank you. I see that hand. That's amazing. What a wonderful decision you've just made to follow God. Would anyone else like to join this brave person and place their hand up now? Because God is calling you to come and to know Him. Okay, well, we're going to say a prayer together. And I ask everyone in the church and the person that raised their hand just to repeat these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen.